When talking about songwriting, Tom Petty once said, I compare it to fishing. There's either a fish in the boat or there's not. Sometimes you come home and you didn't catch anything, and sometimes you caught a huge fish. But that was the work part of it to me. I just remember being excited when I had a song done, and I knew I had a song in my pocket. So today, we are going to talk about some of the different ways that songwriting is like fishing, because I think it's actually a fantastic analogy. And despite the fact that I am not exactly a fisherman, I feel like I've done just enough to talk about this. So let's dive in. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I believe this is episode 124. As always, I am your host, Joseph Vidala, and today we are going to be talking about the different ways that songwriting is like fishing. I think songwriting is remarkably like fishing, and this is just very, very astute of Tom Petty to say, which of course makes sense as Tom Petty, but um, I think it's something good for us to talk about because I think if we dig in a little deeper into this analogy, we can learn so, so, so much about expectations we should have, what the right things to do are when it comes to songwriting and, and you know, what, what are the things we can do to give ourselves the best chance to have good results. Uh, because fishing is very similar in so many ways. So let's dive in and talk about what some of those ways are. First thing is, if you know anything about fishing... Um, even if you don't, you probably know that the time of day is very important when it comes to fishing. Usually early morning and um, like dusk time are the right times of day. Those are just the times of day that fish tend to be eating and that they tend to be in the spot that they want to be in and stuff like that. Again, not really a fisherman here, so, so, so uh, you'll have to... Bear with me if I say things slightly inaccurate, but I do know that the time of day is something very important. And in the same way, we as humans have different times of day that are going to be more conducive to our creativity, right? I know some people who are morning people. They need to get up early before other people are awake, and that's some of their best creative time. For me personally, I tend to be a night person. I'm recording this podcast at uh, almost midnight and, and actually the, the clock changes here. So really it's like one o'clock in the morning. And, and this is just my time when I really love doing stuff like this. Uh, I love songwriting at times like this. It's when, uh, my creativity happens to flow. I once joked with, uh, my bandmates in college. Cause I, I realized at some point that literally everything good that I had written for the past six months, year was literally all after midnight, like not hyperbole, legitimately everything. Um, so it became a joke that like, oh, I'm writing, you know, if I'm writing something after midnight, oh, it must be good. And, and you know, if it's before midnight, it must be bad. And, you know, there's just truth to that element. We all have different times of day. For you, it might be three o'clock in the afternoon, right? So figuring out when is the best time of day that you tend to attract the muse the most is something that may be very important for you to do, just like it is with fishing. So, Another element is you have to fish in the right spot, right? If you just go to the middle of the lake, you're probably not going to catch anything because usually it's like in the coves, right? It's where the wind picks up. It's There are certain spots. So like if you talk to the locals, right, they know the certain spots where the fish tend to be biting, where the fish tend to congregate. And in the same way, we have to find our writing spots. I did a whole podcast episode probably a while back, but... 
about, I think it was called Find Your Writing Places, I think was the title of it. And this is just one of those things that I think, again, people take for granted the importance of just the physical location. Some people are going to write remarkably well in a coffee shop. All that ambient noise of people kind of talking and, hello, may I take your order? And yes, I'll have a grande, whatever, Starbucks crap, um, which I'm not hating on. Star- I mean, I'm kind of hating on Starbucks just a little bit. Their dark roast is disgusting. It's gross. And also Starbucks is super overrated. If you drink Starbucks, do yourself a favor. Unless you drink their like lattes. Their fancy drinks are, are good. But uh, if you like their coffee, look elsewhere. <laughs> there, there's a, a whole world of much better stuff out there for you. But a- anyway, not important. So like if the coffee shop is a great place for you, great. Go there and write. If maybe a better place for you is is, you know, upstairs, you have a room that has a bay window in front of it and all the lights coming in and maybe it's pointing towards your backyard and maybe you have a lot of trees in your backyard and and you see nature and it sort of inspires you. If you're somebody that would rather, you know, go in your backyard and put put a campfire up and and right there, wherever is the right location for you is very important, right? In front of a computer might be great for you. It also might be filled with distractions for you. So figuring out where is a good place to write is something that can be really important. So another thing is this is somewhat overplayed in fishing, but you have to be quiet, right? Now, you don't really have to be quiet, right? You can have conversations. So my last time I went fishing was with my father-in-law up in Canada um, on vacation. I don't live in Canada. And, you know, we talked, right? But you shouldn't be shouting, when you're fishing, right? You just shouldn't be loud. So a little overstated here, but but this is also very true for songwriting, even more true, I would say, because I would say you actually need to be quiet with songwriting. And there's a literal, a literal element to this, right? If you're talking to your friends, you're probably not songwriting with them, right? If, if probably, that might not be true. But like, generally speaking, if you have Slack up on your computer, or your text messages up, and you know, you're, you're looking at all these distractions. And, and, and you're not quieting your mind, right? So if you are, for example, still thinking about something about work, right? And you're thinking about like, okay, tomorrow morning, I have this meeting at eight o'clock, and I have to be mentally prepared for the client to do this crazy thing. And, you know, I, I think my coworker is going to want to meet with me after that about th- this other thing. And, and oh, boy, I'm a little behind on this work, right? Clear your mind of that stuff. Because just because you show up, doesn't mean you're going to get great results, right? You you have to do the right things. Like, great, you're out on the lake, right? You're in the right spot. You pick the right time of day. That's a good start. But so far, you're not doing anything to actually catch fish. These are just the prerequisites to give yourself any good hope of catching fish. So you also have to be quiet. Put away the distractions. Put away the distractions both that are physical, right? So having your phone on you, put it away. But also clear the mental distractions, the stuff inside. And I know that that's you know, easier said than done. We all have things that distract us. We all have days where we're just super distracted. 
that's fine. But as best as you can, try to clear your mind of things. Don't have mint.com. Don't be looking at your budget while you have songwriting and another screen. I have three screens here, so it's very easy for me to put a distraction on one of them. Don't do that. So you have to be quiet. Something else. And this one's obvious. But you actually have to cast. You actually have to put bait on the hook, right? If you put, if you cast your your hook with no bait on it, you're not going to catch anything most of the time, unless you are in a lake with specifically dumb fish. Maybe if like chemicals were poured into that lake and they all are like super dumb because the chemicals mess with their brain or something. I don't know. Maybe that's an area you're fine. But generally speaking, you got to put bait on, right? And, and you actually have to put the hook in the water. So the muse doesn't find you randomly, right? The muse doesn't say, oh, they're out on the lake, right? They picked the right time of day. They picked a good location and they're being quiet. So ideas are just going to come to them. You have to actually somewhat work for the ideas, right? Go fish for inspiration. Go look at art. I've talked about tons of different ways to do this, right? One of the, my favorite things is Google image searching art, right? Like you don't have to go to a museum to see art. You can find paintings that will, that will just be bursting with inspiration for you to just grab right from your computer. Google image search. It's super easy. You can watch short, uh, short films. There are tons of free short films on YouTube. So you don't even need like paid Netflix or anything. In fact, that could be a waste of time, right? An hour, two and a half hour movie and no inspiration from it. Not great. At that point, it's probably a distraction. But Amaletto, um, I think it's, yeah, Amaletto it's called. Like O-M-E-L-L-E-T-T-O, I think, something like that. But search it on YouTube. Uh, they have tons, I think like one comes out a week, of like 14-ish minute short um, movies really short films and that kind of stuff can be super inspiring it's only 14 minutes so it's not going to turn into a huge distraction unless you let it and then you watch like five of them but a lot of those things have enough of a story and something emo emotionally grabbing that you can then turn into a song right get get you're getting inspiration from other pieces of art you're going fishing for inspiration, other things you can do, right, is dig into your own past, right? If, if, you, if I sit here and think about, like, I don't know, my present work situation or my present, you know, what I, what I need to do next week around the house, that stuff is not going to inspire me to songs probably. But maybe, maybe if I sit and decide to dig up a little bit something from my past that maybe I haven't totally resolved yet. Or maybe I just had something happen in the past that I remember thinking, wow, that's, you know, that's interesting. That's different. Or I have a person in my past that I've never really thought about, like, well, what was their perspective on this situation? Because there's a lot of people that cycle through our lives, right, that have different perceptions of us. Um, and it can be very interesting to think, like, okay, you know, what did this other person think of me? For example, something I've thought about before is... The concept that, like, generally speaking, we are the hero of our own story, right? Humans tend to perceive themselves as the hero in their own story. But just like 
real villains in in books and stuff like we are all i'm sure villains in some people's stories right just like there are people who are villains in our story right we might think somebody's a terrible person because they did something terrible to us but in somebody else's story you know that's the girl they married <laughs> that's one of their heroes right or in 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 somebody else's story you know we're the, we're the villain right we did something bad to them we we forgot about them they're a footnote in our story, but in their story, they're, we're a main villain, right? And I think sometimes people forget that because they're too busy thinking that they're the hero of the only story that matters, which is their own story, which is very selfish. But humans, we tend to be selfish by nature, right? So there's inspiration, right? Like, go think about, like, somebody from your past that maybe was a footnote, not super important, and think, like, okay, how did they experience me? How would they have looked at me? Stuff like that. So there's plenty of different places and ways to go fishing for inspiration. Especially these days with the internet. So there's no excuses to not do that. Another thing, a hooked fish is easily lost. And you know what? Sometimes it's not your fault, right? So fishing is basically you go to the right spot, the right time of day. You have all your gear on. You put the bait on the hook. And then you throw in the, the hook, the reel, you, you throw it in. Reeling is when it comes in, right? Um, so you throw it in, and then you reel it back in. And then you cast again, and you reel it back in, right? You just keep doing that process over and over again. And at some point, if you're casting in the right place, and the right time of day, and the bait is good, you're going to get a nibble on that hook. And then you might get a bite, right? At this point, the fish is hooked or partially hooked. But now is the time that you have to put in more work. You've done the work to cast it out there. But now you don't have the fish yet. Just because it's biting at your hook, you do not have the fish yet. You have to do the work now, or more of the work. You know, often you kind of jerk the rod to, to attempt to get the hook to really dig into the fish's mouth, which is not horrifying at all, by the way, but whatever, it's fine. Fishing doesn't somewhat make, I don't know. I don't just, there's some things about fishing that are like, I don't know, should we be doing this? But anyway, um, so you, you know, you, you make sure the, the hook is really dug in that way. They, it's going to be harder for them to escape. And then you have to actually reel them in and you have to, you know, let them play with the line or whatever. If you, if you pull too hard or you reel in too hard and you don't kind of let them tire themselves out, especially if it's a big fish, they might break your line, right? There's so many things that can go wrong still. So you can't just catch fish. It's an active process. Just because you come up with a good idea doesn't mean that it's going to become a good song, right? I've talked about how ideas are cheap and that's true, which doesn't diminish that it's important to gather as many ideas as possible. It just means that an individual idea is not super valuable. It's valuable as you, you know, have a lot of ideas and you work on these ideas and develop these ideas, but, but you have to work at it. And sometimes the song's just not going to work out. Sometimes a fish is just going to break your line and you couldn't have done anything better. It just happens, right? Sometimes a great idea will not become a great song. But you do have to put your best effort in to develop these good ideas into good songs. 
So for example, let's say it's midnight and you come up with a song idea and your bedtime's 11. Maybe you need to make the sacrifice. Be a little tired at work tomorrow. Be a little tired at work tomorrow. Be willing to do that for the idea. Make that sacrifice, right? Because once you have something on the hook, now you really have to put forth the effort to try to reel it in. Record your ideas, right? We've talked about this before. These, this day and age, if you have an idea, even if you're not going to work on it right then, which is my first recommendation, work on it right then. Really try to develop that idea as much as possible until the inspiration kind of leaves, and then you can put it aside and revisit it later. But as long as the muse is talking to you, as long as the muse is around, don't stop. But if you have to, or if the muse isn't specifically speaking to you, it was just literally like a light bulb and then no more muse, write it down. Write it down. I had a video out the other week about an idea sheet. I showed you my idea sheet. So go check that out if you're on YouTube. And it's literally just like a, a sheet with ideas, right? It's, it's so you do not lose them. So you don't have that brilliant idea at one o'clock in the morning that then you forget in the morning, which will happen if you don't write it down. If it's a musical idea, all of us have recorders on our phones these days. So just record it on your phone, right? It doesn't need to be a recording that you're going to show to people. It's just a recording so that you can re-listen to it and then remember and then keep working on the song. So a couple things that you may be saying, like, I'm doing all these things, but I'm not catching anything. And sometimes it's just that you need to change spots, right? Maybe that spot, that cove is just not where the fish are hanging out that day. Maybe you get need to change the bait. Maybe, you know, that weirdly colored marshmallow looking bait isn't, isn't it today. Maybe they want worms. So I, I talk about this a lot. And I have a free guide about this, link in the description, uh, at songwriter, th if you're on podcasts, at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. It has 10 different ways to start writing a song. And I talk about this all the time, but this is why it's so important to do that. Whether you're a seasoned songwriter or not, if you're a beginner songwriter, it's going to be great for you because, well, it's 10 different ways to start writing a song. But if you're a seasoned songwriter, it's important too, because if you keep fishing in the same hole... And if you keep fishing where it's now gone dry, right? Maybe you're having a really good fishing day and, and you literally fished out all of the fish in one area. I don't think that's a thing that ever really happens, but whatever. Let's go with it. Um, sometimes you need to change spots. You need to change how you're getting inspiration. You need to change the bait, right? So if you're always somebody who sits at, with your guitar, which is most, most songwriters, I think, fit into this category. If you're sitting with your acoustic guitar and you come up with a chord progression and it's not working for you, maybe it's because you've run dry on creativity for now in that area. Sit at a different instrument. Change the tuning of your guitar. Change to electric guitar. Maybe get the bass out. Write a bass line. Maybe try starting with lyrics first right? Change what you're doing. You will be inspired differently by doing different things. Sometimes, you know, if I'm hitting the piano hard, which piano is my go-to for songwriting. So if anything, piano is the one that I need to move away from sometimes. Sometimes I, I'll start to run dry. So that's when I'll go grab my guitar. That's when I'll grab a bass and try to come up with a bass line that's catchy. Sometimes I'll use the piano to write a bass line instead of writing a traditional piano riff that I would normally do. 
So sometimes if you're not catching anything, it's that you need to change it up, right? So, and if you want a way to do that, again, free guide, songwritertheory.com slash free guide gives you 10 different ways to do that. Um, and another thing to note here is, is time and results are not necessarily related, right? The reality is you can do all the right things and you might have dry months, right? Where just like you can go out fishing, do all the right things, do all the things I just said. And despite having done all the right things, sometimes you won't catch anything. Sometimes you won't catch as much as the next person who is doing all the right things or isn't doing all the right things. Which, by the way, is, this is not a competition. If you're, I, I love competition. I love sports. I talk about the NFL all the time. I used to wear like my Broncos hoodie in half these podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm trying to go more brand neutral in video stuff now. But anyway, um, so I, I am far from anti-competition, right? I'm not your, I, I'm j- I just put that preface out there because I don't want you to think like I'm one of those like artsy music people that like doesn't like competition because I wasn't good at sports, right? That is not me. <laughs> I love competition. I love spike ball, love playing sports. I did intramural volleyball with work uh, for a while there. Uh, my current work doesn't do it. Anyway, point is, I'm not one of those people that has competition, but music is not the place for competitiveness. That's a place for collaboration. Okay? So don't compare yourself to other people. Collaborate with other people. So some days... You'll do all the right things and you won't get the results. Some days you'll get results when you weren't doing the right things. But the reality is over time, if you keep doing the right things, chances are you're going to have better success. So overall, what can you do? What can you do? What are the takeaways? Besides all the individual things we talked about, what is the big picture takeaway that we can have here? The best way to get results is to keep showing up, to keep casting, Because at the end of the day, your success in fishing can basically be measured by how many times you cast, right, times the percentage of time that a cast results in a fish being hooked, right, so your percent hook rate, I guess you could call it, times the percentage of time that when you hook a fish, you actually end up catching the fish, Right? So you gotta keep going back to the well, keep songwriting, right? Keep spending an hour a day on songwriting or 30 minutes a day on songwriting or, you know, one, two hour session a week if that's all you can do, right? Whatever it is you can do, keep doing that. And then hone in on okay, how do I, a higher percentage of the time, get a fish to bite? Right? And that might involve. You know, looking up art on your computer that might involve watching different uh, short films that might involve you digging deeper into your past, digging deeper into things that are uncomfortable for you to dig deep into. Right. That might inspire you. And then how do you raise your percentage of, okay, I have something on the hook. How do I turn that into a good song? And there's a couple ways to do this. Right. One is don't lose your ideas and then learn to develop your ideas right? Learn, learn to better develop songs, which is an important part of songwriting, right? Ideas, a, a great idea does not a great song make, right? A, a great song is not made up of like, oh, it's a great idea. Therefore, it's a great song. That is not how it works. That's not how it will ever work. Um, good ideas are great, 
But, you know, sometimes you'll have a great idea that you're not fit to write a song for. And sometimes you will, um, you know, be able to write a great song from an idea that really is not anything special. So learning to when you get an idea, when you get inspiration, a higher percentage of the time being able to develop that into a great song by building up your songwriting skills, right? Like I have that six-step lyric writing guide checklist. That's a way to build up your skill, right? Your skills of doing each of those parts of the process. Learning about process and songwriting philosophy and actually songwriting, right? Getting better at the craft. That way, over time, you have a higher and higher percentage of ideas that turn into good ideas that, or I guess ideas are good or not. Well, that could be a whole other debate. We'll leave that alone. But, you know, turning ideas into better and better and better songs, right? Being able to more more often take, like when you're writing, making that writing be a good song, a higher percentage of the time, right? Maybe at first when you're songwriting, 10% of the songs you write are good. If you can get that to 20, that's a big difference, right? If you can get that to 70, that's a big difference. So overall, I think those are the, that's the big picture takeaway is those three factors, right? Make sure number of times you cast, your percent hook rate and your percent time uh, that, that a hook results in a catch. Hopefully this was helpful to you. Again, if you do want 10 different ways to start writing a song, be sure to check out that free guide link in the description below at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next time. <laughs>